welcome back to Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. This is Amy Pons. I'm a Master Certified Life Coach, and I'm joined today with Dr. Cree Scott. Dr. Cree Scott is the founder and CEO of Serenity Psychological Health and Wellbeing, a boutique consulting firm specializing in human-centered leadership development and coaching. She has a 15-year career as a consultant, executive coach, and clinician. Her blended approach is grounded in cognitive, behavioral, and positive psychology and focuses on strengths-based solutions that empower professionals to reach their full potential. She is known for her ability to connect with her audience and turn complex concepts into digestible, actionable strategies that support behavior change. Her customized workshops are geared toward addressing specific business challenges within the areas of employee well-being, DEI, and human-centered leadership. She has worked with a number of Fortune 100 companies and across a number of industries. Dr. Scott holds a doctorate in psychology and an MBA certification from Xavier University. Cree, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. One of my favorite humans in 2023, hands down, is Dr. Cree Scott. We were joking earlier that it's Monday and yeah. it's storming in Chicago. What's it doing down by it's you? Sunny. It is bright and oh, sunny. sunny. Okay. Yeah. okay, well, then that's a start. That's cool. It is. It's been raining all week, but it's beautiful today. Okay, good. Well, didn't really pass it north. I don't know that that's a weather pattern, but we've got it today. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) welcome. So Cree, what are the moves that you're excited to be making? Oh my goodness. What am I not excited to be doing? Um, I, I, and you know this about me, I kind of am a very open person when it comes to what I believe the universe is going to send me. I kind of receive it. And so the things that I'm really, really excited about is just those unknown things, the things that I know are coming my way, but I have not encountered yet. I've also been doing a lot of work in human-centered leadership and customizing workshops. And I'm looking forward to a LinkedIn course that's going to be coming live next year. I am looking forward to continuing to work with some of the brightest minds in corporate America and in my executive coaching business. And like I said, just all of the things that I know are coming that I just haven't gotten yet. So I'm excited. That's really, really beautiful. I always share with others around me. I can always feel when there's going to be a tide turning. I've been kind of on pause over June and July because my spirit team they're like, you're going to sit and you're going to stay and you're going to listen and you're going to (laughs) work on the inner parts. And that beautiful feeling that knowing something's coming, you don't know what it is yet is Mm -hmm. something that's so exciting. And I would love to know how you specifically surrender to the unknown because it's exquisitely challenging and something that I struggled with a lot this year, but how do you do it? And what would you tell others? Yeah. So it took me a while to get here. I, in, 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 <laughs> in the past, I have been known to, to be very controlling and planned and organized and that has suited me well. It's gotten me very far. And what I have found is that when I do surrender and just kind of let things be, I am even more successful in the things that I'm doing. And so some of the things that I've started practicing is absolutely doing nothing, which is super hard for a person like me. I try not to call my, you know, label myself as anything, but if you're just trying to, you know, converse with the audience, I 
probably will be considered type A. And so sitting still is not really something that I do well, but I force myself at least two to three times a week to set aside at least a half an hour during the day to do nothing, like to sit out. Maybe it's just sitting outside in nature and just kind of, you know, bringing it all in. Sometimes my do nothing is um, just like closing my eyes and, and sitting in silence in the house. And and allowing, you know, some of the thoughts to come in, but just gently acknowledging that there are thoughts. So it's not quite meditation, but it's just quiet time. That's the biggest thing that I have found is just like, and I'm able to receive things like so much better because there's not as much noise anymore. I do a lot of walking meditation. So I'm not the type of person that can sit and meditate and just be quiet and do nothing when it comes to just like trying to, you know, focus my, my brain on one thing because my brain kind of wanders a lot, but walking meditation allows my, my pinned up energy to kind of release, but also then I can focus on that one thing because now all of the energy inside of my body is being geared towards walking up this mountain. And I'm able to kind of just like focus in that way. And I found that to be better. And then the final thing is journaling. I free free write a lot. So I don't like plan what I'm going to say, but I just kind of, you know, write. Usually it's about the future. Usually it's about, you know, the present moment and what I'm experiencing, what's coming, what I believe is, is happening. And those are the three ways that I do it. This is probably the most in tune that I have been with what I consider to be, you know, my spiritual realm. And it has reap so many benefits for me as a human, but also as a, a mom, a professional, a wife, and all of the things, all of the labels that we, you know, put on ourselves. So thank you for sharing those specific examples because I'm also not one that finds traditional meditation specifically successful for me. There's a million other ways that I get my messages and I have found amazing peace in the fact that not everyone is supposed to <laughs> receive their downloads or messages or their kind of answers in the same way. So I, I love that. Mine specifically comes through a physical therapy called myofascial release. And that's actually when I get most of my clarity. And I think it's because and I really resonate with what you said, my body has to be busy in some way. <laughs> so that I can <laughs> receive and relax because, and, and, you know, a lot of people are like, how do you do that? And I was like, well, I believe everyone on this plane right now has the ability to tap in and become attuned. It's just not often does life today lend people the chance to really sit and stay still. So I'm also so excited that you specifically have set that time aside. And I think you're such a beautiful soul. I wonder, do people avoid the time by themselves because they're kind of afraid that what might come up? Oh my goodness. I think I have avoided it in the past. Oh, you have? <laughs> I definitely have in the past. And it's not necessarily being afraid of like sure. what might come up. It was more so because I didn't know how to do it and and not feel ashamed for yes. not doing anything. Yes. You know, like we've been taught, like you need to be doing something in order to, to be a part of society. You need to, you know, be engaged in some way, like sitting down and doing nothing is considered lazy to mm -hmm. some in, in American culture. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost unlearning behavior that we've been ingrained to do since the beginning. Like even like sometimes 
with my daughter, I have to like give her space just to do nothing. Like I'm either, you know, I used to tell her like, go play or go read a book or go do like, I was always telling her to do something. And I'm like, why am I telling her to do something? What, what happened to just allowing her soul to figure out what she wants to do? You know, when she's has her downtime, like, why am I prescribing something to her? And it's just because that is what has been ingrained in me. And I see people around me keeping busy. And sometimes we are doing nothing that is of any service to ourselves, like, you know, scrolling through social media or watching mindless television or, you know, things of that sort. But we can give all the time to that, but not any time to ourselves just to be quiet. And also, I didn't even realize the value in being quiet and doing nothing to be able to get in tune in that frequency that I needed to be to receive. I didn't understand the value in it because no one had ever taught that to me. No one had ever said, like, you just need to be quiet. I heard meditation, but meditation was always, you know, woo-woo, as most people call it. And it just didn't resonate with me for the longest time. But just to be able to say like, hey, I'm pouring back into myself Mm -hmm. and trying to get closer to a higher power, my purpose, my my mission, my my what I'm here to do on earth. And even just for the day in that moment, even, you know, it has changed my life significantly. So I, I find great value in it. Your words were gorgeous. I want to give that a moment to sink in. Mm-hmm. And something I, I've been really thinking about a lot lately is that I think another reason why a lot of folks kind of struggle with sitting with yourselves themselves and you touched on this is that none of us on this earth right now were raised for the type of world that exists today. (laughs) So to your point, and I come from like a fifth generation farming family. So like, it was just like you, it's not, it was hustle culture constantly. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, you've got to grind. You've got to, I don't care if you're tired, get up and do something. And I think that is that's so ingrained that now we've taken it to the nth degree, like humans do bless us. And we forget that rest and doing nothing is actually not only something that you're doing something, but also it's critical and essential to not only a restorative in this world where again, not one person on this world has come out of a two-year pandemic where we are all locked inside. None of us know how to really do this. So it's imperative even more to say, okay, all right, let's come back inward and see what I have to give back to this world now that I had two years to kind of sit inside. And it either caused people to come back out and they hated it so much. They're like, let's go back to pre-pandemic. And that's causing kind of an intergenerational pinch right now too, especially with those that are kind of mandating return to physical work and things like that. So we're seeing it kind of unfold, but I would love to have those conversations and be on the forefront of like, what, what is each individual need? And I'm not sure even each individual knows what they need. They just don't want to be told what to do and not be asked their opinion or like what their choice would be. Right. As an adult, you should be given a choice, right? (laughs) Yeah. Choice matters. So I think to your point, meditation has become like a buzzword or a woo-woo word or whatever you want to call it. But all it means, find a moment in every day where you can sit by yourself for yourself and don't even sit. You can walk, run, I don't know, whatever it is. Spend time listening to your heartbeat. 
listening to your breath in those moments, that's when you start to get some clarity and like what, what Cree and I know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but what that's where I get my messages or my downloads of like, yes, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right work. I'm doing the right things. And, and that's really when, when this beautiful unlocking magic as I'll <laughs> quick plug for my business, unlock the magic. That's when, that's when the magic happens. Yes, absolutely. I so. I definitely received that. Yes. <laughs> so thanks Chris, so much for that beautiful explanation of, of how you spend time with yourself and what you're excited about. What I'd like to talk about now is something that you posted recently that really resonated with me. You quote, Maltby Davenport Babcock, better to lose count while naming your blessings than to lose your blessings to counting your troubles. Tell me about what led you to this post or what, what motivated you for this post specifically. And tell me about this post and, and what you're wanting yeah. people to know about it. Yeah. Thank you for that. I am a big proponent of gratitude and ensuring that I practice that and it's intentional. And one of the things that I think, you know, we're always taught to like, you know, pray over your food or well for Christians anyway, to, you know, to do certain things and to, you know, just pray at night and things of that sort. But what I found is that it felt so prescribed to me and it's not my personality, right? Like, and so what is my personality though, is to really shift the way in which I approach each day. And that is choosing to look for all of the great things that are surrounding me because the day is going to happen no matter what. And so it's what you choose to pay attention to is to me what you receive back from the universe. It's your, it's the energy. And mm -hmm. for me, that's why I practice gratitude so much because when I am grounded and fully present and able to see all of the things that we take for granted every single day, just to, you know, wake up, just the involuntary breathing that we have, the beautiful way in which the ecosystem works, all of those things together mm -hmm. for me is just, I want to be aware and fully in awe and continue to be in awe of how vast and grand life really is mm -hmm. and not focus on the small things that we think in the grand, you know, just in that moment, it's huge. It's like, oh my gosh, this happened and, and we focus there. And instead mm -hmm. focusing on the grand scheme of things and knowing that that's just a small little blip on the map, but the map is huge. And look at all of the other parts that are beautiful and working for you. And I have found that when I am in that mindset, I do, again, just have better experiences throughout my day, throughout my week, throughout my month. It's what you choose to focus on. It's your lens. And my lens is, I, I'm not Pollyanna. This is not a, <laughs> a toxic positivity moment. But my you read lens my mind. is to see, <laughs> yeah, my lens is to see the opportunities in every single thing so that I can move past the suffering. I am not one to sit in suffering unless it is something deeply, deeply, you know, painful. Um, otherwise, if it is just those stressors that happen throughout the day, I am just choosing not to sit in that suffering. No, I was saying you read my mind because I know you and I know you're not being Pollyanna or toxic positivity because I think there's a specific moment where, and I stress this as a coach, as, as a life coach is like, feel your feelings, never mm -hmm. suppress them because, so feel it, feel it. And then to your point, you get to assess whether you make it a trigger or a glimmer. So mm, I love that. 
I'll give a, an amazing example if you're open. So on Friday, I had this day set out. I was like, I'm going to be so productive, productive. I'm going to crush it today. And I had been doing so much soul and shadow work over the Lionsgate portal when it was open this year. And suddenly I was in a meeting and uh, my office is in the basement and the laundry room backs up to it. Suddenly but I heard a noise. I- and then why do I feel water on my feet? And I looked oh, under my desk and water was just coming in my office. And I was like, oh, this is cool. All right. So first of all, I was like, well, let me not get electrocuted. So like I lifted all the wires up and then, and then I said, okay, I did sit for a moment. I'm like, what do I need to know right now? And my spirit squad literally told me, this is your watershed moment. You, this is like your healing kind of ushering. And I was like, that's gorgeous. So I was like, all right, the other stuff to your point is just stuff that just needs to be kind of taken care of. And the good news is that my, the rug in my office hasn't been washed this year. Maybe that's kind of gross. It, I mean, it's vacuumed every, but, but like, I haven't taken it to get like laundered. So right. uh, my husband's going to take it to get laundered now that it's been like soaked. And I was like, that's a great opportunity. My, my rug's going to get wet, you know? So it's just kind of like, it was rebirth. It was renewal. It was kind of washing away things that didn't serve me. And if you're able to think about that now, my husband was pissed because he was like, there's a lot of more, like, there's a lot of things I have to do now. There's like things, but I don't, I don't look at it that way. It's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What opportunities are, is this opening up? And to your point, it's not about making it Pollyanna. It's like, it's for me, not to me. Yeah. And what yeah. can I extract from this? You can feel pissed. You can feel annoyed. Those are beautiful emotions or feelings. And then move into, all right, this is serving me. Yes. And I also just think about like, those are the times that I'm just, I think for me, God, for others, maybe universe mm-hmm. that you give me the ability to be able to solve this problem. Like, I mean, for me, I'm just like, this stuff is solvable again. Like I'm not, I'm not talking about the heavy things. I'm not talking about death or loss or Mm -hmm. any of those things, or even like heavy mental illness. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to put those into a different category. I'm just talking about everyday life stressors that some of us can't get through our day without just breaking down from Mm -hmm. the stuff, the adulting, right? Like it's like, I can't take one more thing. I've heard people say that. I and yeah, me, if, if one more thing happens, if one more thing happens, I'm gonna sorry. lose my shit. You know, it's like exactly. <laughs> and for me, I'm just like, thank you, God, for allowing me to have the ability to solve this problem. I don't necessarily want the problem, but I appreciate the fact that you give me the resources and everything that I need to solve it. And if I don't even feel like I have the resources, thank you for what you're about to give me because nice. I know that everything is going to have an opportunity for me to solve it. Like whether it's through me or through someone else being able to, you know, help me get to where I need to go, but it's all solvable. And it sometimes the path may be longer than I want to take, but again, there's learning in all of it and you just have to be open to what the learning is. You really do. I mean, and to your point, whatever I kind of like refer to it to like source, whatever source in your life there's, so there's sometimes where like my sweater will get caught on a doorknob and like, someone's literally trying to get my attention. I'm like, yeah. so I'll, I'll pause and say, okay, I'm here. What's up? Right. And I, look, you know, and I, and I sit with it for a second and be like, okay, what am I supposed to hear and see right? Or no, like, what, what am I supposed yep. to know right now? Whereas to your point in my lower vibration, like a year ago, I would have like broken down in tears because that was one last straw of the day that like everything was like seemingly going wrong and it's happening to me, not for me. And now I, now I'm like, heads up, pay attention. And 
it's such a beautiful way of, of living, quite frankly, because yeah. I, I can't stress this enough. We're not trying to say rose colored glasses, all that. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a uh, source is trying to get humanity's attention right now to say yeah. like, Hey, <laughs> there's ways to kind of try to protect your peace and be able to move through your day without pain and suffering. And to your point, I love what you said about having gratitude for, I have, I have, I can walk. I have clean water. I access to clean water. I have, I have the ability to take my my rug to go get laundered. It, those are all gorgeous. And I am so grateful for what I have in this life so far. And the best days haven't even happened yet. And look at what all I have. So mm-hmm. grateful. So, so grateful. Yeah. I just choose right now for me and maybe, you know, I, I can't say that something might not happen where I'm just like, oh my gosh, no, I'm a human being. And that's, of course. but in my everyday, I choose to see what is the message? What, what is the universe trying to tell me? Like, right. I do feel like there's a message in everything. I just need to, to see it. Right. I do too. That's beautiful. So whether it be for you as, and you do so many things as a, as a coach, as a doctor, as, 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 you know, you do so many things. What kinds of things would you share to those who support your work and those who may say, I'm not ready for your work right now, or like, I'm not open to those messages. And it kind of blends beautifully into what we've been talking about. Those who are like, they're just putting rose colored glasses on, whatever that looks like. What would you say to those who are both open or maybe not so open to the work that you do? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know that there are many people who are not open. I'll start with the people who are open. And and what I say is that the biggest thing for, for me is that it's a journey and, and to take your time getting there. I think sometimes people feel like that there's going to be a moment where you're just like, I've arrived (laughs) and you're at your destination, but life is the journey and enjoy every single moment of it, the ups and the downs, because I'm just grateful. I mean, you know, I'm a breast cancer survivor. So I also am just grateful that I have the shitty days to to have as well, because I could have zero days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's probably maybe why, but my advice to everyone is that don't let it be a tragedy that gets you where I am, because I feel like it may have probably taken me longer to get here, but breast cancer definitely was like the eye-opening, like, hey, <laughs> you need to be grateful for every day that you have. And I have a child and I just count every single day. So even that's probably why on those days where I'm just like, oh, this is not the best. I'm just like, thank you for this day. You know, when I have a bill that comes through, I'm just like, thank you for giving me the ability to pay this bill. It's a bill, but I know money is coming back my way. Like my outlook is just different. So for those of you who are on the journey with me, stay on the journey and know that, it is a gift. Every single day is a gift. I hate being cliche, but the present is definitely a gift. And that's why it's called mm-hmm. the present. The people who are not, it's okay. I am so open. I probably love working with the people who are not where I am or are not even trying to even get there more than the people who are with me because there is more of a a sense of accomplishment when I can kind of help those people along also. And I will say that the person that is hard as is, is the logical brain people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband is one of them. And so I love watching his journey also. And even though half of what he says is, is you know, tongue in cheek and it's a joke, 
he's practicing some of the things. And he's saying his language is changing just from being around me because my language is what it is. And so I say, it's okay. Like be where you are because God has a path for all of us and, or the universe source, whomever, whatever your higher power is or not, there is a path regardless of whether or not you think there is or not, there just is. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. Be where you are and get through your day the best way that you can And just remember that there is someone out there waiting to help you whenever you're ready. You're a seed planter. You're a light worker. uh, If you, if I, if I may say those things and what really resonates is you and I, what we do is we hold the vibration and to your point, and it's not about our agenda or what we want you to do it, what you to do, but like, we're, we're on this path. And what I have done is I, I choose to surround myself with other folks again, to your point, like not either they're open or not open. It it doesn't matter to me. Like, and it's not about me making you believe or not believe what I, what I do or the work I do. It's just holding that vibration. And to your point, when they're ready, it's just about wondering what could be rather than, you know, just saying that everything is like a fixed because when you're, when you're so structured and fixed, those are, that's when those little hiccups throughout the day. Well, those little things that happen throughout the day become hiccups or become stressors or, or triggers. So, um, that's really beautiful the way you look at it. And I think for me, those who are seemingly not open, I'll say, oh, they, they're hurting and they're stuck for, but they're, they're, they, they, but if you allow yourself to see one thing, it's kind of help helping all humanity to kind of up level. So it's beautiful work that you do. I think that also, you know, part of what I have started to do for myself is, and I was having this conversation with a, a friend yesterday, we were talking about like, your imagination and using the the time that we were given as children to like daydream and like imagine and mm-hmm. make up stories in our minds. And I use that time to, to make up those stories and imagine and daydream. But sometimes I actually name people and bring them a part of my journey too, mm-hmm. because I think that that's kind of fun. And it's just like, you know, especially when there is blockage to kind of help even bring them on my journey. And sometimes it works. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's just out there. But mm-hmm. um, I really do believe that we used to like daydream and imagine and we don't do it as much. And so how are you supposed to draw things to yourself, the goodness that you want, if you're not dreaming, like past the stars, past the universe, right? Like you just right. need to do that. <laughs> right. That's beautiful, Cree. Thank you. Uh, where can we find you? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. So it's, I am under Cree Scott forward slash LinkedIn, but I'm also on at www.serenitycypsyhealth.com. And you can send an email directly to the contact on that website. So those are the best two ways to get me. LinkedIn, I, it's right on my phone and I respond immediately. She does. I can vouch for that. So thank you so much, Cree. And again, find Cree either on LinkedIn, Dr. Cree Scott, or serenitycyhealth.com. Cree, what closing remarks or quotes would you leave us with after today's episode? That's good. I would have done the counter, don't, you know, counter blessing ones instead of the the things that are, are troubling you. But I mean, the, the biggest one that I always kind of go by is, Maya Angelou, P. 
people may not remember what you said. People may not remember what you did, but people will always remember how you made them feel. And that is just how I live my life. I just believe that you have to show up as the human that God wants you to be and be the light that people need in their lives and your own life. So it's just who I am. It's who I live. It's how I live. And it's who I always strive to be every day. Thank you, Cree. Thank you. Thank you.